My sister, funnily enough, <laughs> I sent it to her, and she listened to the first 20 minutes, and she's like, this is fucking ass, and then she proceeded to listen to the rest of it. Did she enjoy the rest of it? Um, she did. She did listen to the rest of it. She did listen to the rest of it, but after she after she was done, she texted me back saying, you're a fucking piece of shit, you didn't even talk about me. And I'm like, but this is not... Oh, speaking like, of that, didn't you say there was something you wanted to say about that? What do you mean? About us not talking about your sister for the first episode? Yeah. That was it. I didn't talk about her. And she got mad. And she said, why don't you talk about me? And I said, because the podcast's not about you. And I hope she hears this. So episode one kind of fucking sucked. Yeah, it did. Honestly, if you're listening to this right now, and this is the first time you've you've heard our special little podcast, and you, you think, oh, there's two episodes out, or there's maybe there's more than two episodes out. I'm going to go back to the start. Don't. Don't listen to the first episode. The first episode is awful. Yeah, the first episode was kind of bad. Yeah, it was right after. It was the we, we recorded it the weekend after my birthday. And that actually doesn't have anything to do with anything. No, it has plenty to do with things because my family came up and they took me out drinking, which I, I realize now was a problem because I came right back and I'm like, we're going to record now. You're like, all right. And so I was, I was more than a little drunk and I had the headphones on. And the headphones from the microphone, so I could hear everything that was going on. The problem is that the, there was a bit of a feedback loop. That I was hearing things a second or two later than they were actually happening. And so my brain had to switch gears. And so... Yes, and he that just happened. We just decided to keep that in. Yeah, because we are incredibly smart podcasters. <laughs> All right, we're still learning, we're still growing. Uh, hopefully you may learn and grow with us. I would honestly be surprised if anybody was coming back from the first episode. Uh, yeah, no. No, even like our close friends and family are probably like, this sucks, yeah. we're done. We're done with this shit. Now, the other reason that this episode might be a bit late in coming is that uh, I've had a bit of a, a mouth problem recently. Ken couldn't eat real food. No, it was awful, so... I went down, like, the week after our first record, I had to go back down to Chicagoland and get a mouth surgery, something called a gum graft, because I am head-ass, and I have a nervous tick of tearing my gums away when I am bored and or nervous. I just bite my fingernails like normal people. Yeah, that's that's much better. I do that a <laughs> bit more now, or just scratch my face. Sooner or later, that'll become a real issue. But the... The problem came in when most of my tooth was exposed, like, beyond where it should be. Which, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a problem. It's mm. not supposed to be like that. Right. According to the doctor, this is like, that's weird. Um, we're going to have to fix that. So I went down, and they, they told me, all right, here's how the procedure's going to work. We are going to cut a flap open on, in the roof of your mouth, and we're going to pull some gum out, and then we're just going to stitch it onto the affected area. And then that will just grow. It will all sort of coalesce back into its normal shape. That just sounds like skin grafting. But yeah, in it's the mouth. It, yeah, it's basically that. And I'm like, all right, that sounds awesome. I don't. I still don't understand how they can take a piece off from somewhere else and stitch it in a new place and not just have it be dead. Um, it's because it's. I honestly don't know. I I have no answers for you. Because I feel like. Whatever you took off to put on in another area would have to be close to it because there'd have to be a little piece of it still connected so that those cells are not completely disconnected from the system. 
Right. Well, I mean, it's according to the dentist, it's restoring blood flow. So obviously it's all alive up there, which is good. But I just don't know what kind of wizarding magic they used. Fucking whatever works. Yeah. And so at the start of the procedure, they laid me down and they told me, all right, we're going to numb you up a bit. I'm like, I fucking hope so, because uh, they couldn't put me to sleep. Do you have like a medical reason for not being able to put to sleep or they just didn't want to put you to sleep for this? Uh, they, they couldn't basically, because okay. I needed my mouth to be open and I actually don't know why they couldn't. They just decided they couldn't. Well, if, if they didn't want you to put you to sleep because you needed your mouth to be open, that's a lie because when yeah, I had wisdom my, teeth. when I had my tonsils removed and my wisdom teeth taken out, I was actually like fucking knocked the fuck out. Yeah. I genuinely have no idea why they couldn't have knocked me out, but they just didn't. It might've just been not worth it. Your insurance didn't cover it. You're going to be awake for this. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they did give me local anesthetic. And I told them, you need to give me more than you think you need to give me. Right. You probably have this on my chart since I've, I've gone in the dentists for, you know, a lot of mouth work before because I have horrible, horrible teeth. And they said, oh, okay, we'll do that. Now, that's, that's just a lie. Every time the dentist says, oh, yeah, we'll do that, they, they don't. They give me maybe a little bit extra, but it, not definitely not enough. It's like whenever... Whenever there's marketing for a game and the developers are like, oh yeah, the game's going to be like 20 hours. It, it's actually always like a few hours less than what they say it is. Yeah, like they're assuming 20 hours is like you do literally everything that you possibly could. Right. But I, I go in, well they go in, they go in my mouth and they start anesthetizing everything. And I'm going to be honest, the majority of the procedure is them cleaning the area beforehand. Like, there was blood all over the place because of it, but it, they wouldn't even cut into anything. It was just them cleaning. And that still fucking hurt. Yeah, I have. And every I'm, ten minutes... Shut your fucking mouth, Justin. I was about to say, I have a bit of that issue because I have I have a slight... Uh, what is it called? Gingivitis, where your gums are slightly... Your gums are slightly sort of grown... They're bigger than they should be. So whenever I go into the dentist, it's whenever they do the pick thing, I always bleed profusely. Yeah. That's also because you don't floss. Yeah, that's just the thing. Yeah, you should probably do that. Everyone, you should floss out there, kids. Yeah, you should floss. Don't be like me and Ken. Have No, clean. I floss. Fuck you. Have Don't. clean mouths. Yeah. Okay, but you still floss. You still have to go in for this. Well, yeah, that's because I tore out a chunk of my gum. That has nothing to do with me not flossing. Ignoring the 14 cavities you've had previously. Okay, listen. That's a, that's a completely different story. That was before I was flossing. <laughs> Point taken. Anyways. Trying to cover your tracks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to avoid a 15th cavity. Uh, so I'm I'm in there, and they start cleaning. That fucking hurts. So I tell them, okay, you need to numb me up a bit more. And they're like, all right. And that's that's part of the procedure is let us know when. Basically, every 10 fucking minutes, I had to tell them, numb me up a bit more. Because they didn't listen the first time. And I told them, I need more than you think I need. Mm -hmm. And they were really nice about it. But like by the end, they said, you're going to fucking clean us out. <laughs> Like, we've got plenty, don't worry, but Jesus, this is a lot more than we thought we'd need. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's almost like I told you this. There's <laughs> some shit. But you see, the procedure, while a bit painful and weird and long and uncomfortable, was not the worst part about this. The worst part, there are, there are a few worst parts, but the worst, worst part was that I could not eat real food for about two weeks. I basically had to eat, the only thing I did eat was like rice, bean paste, and ice cream. Uh, I went to Culver's an awful lot, like an awful lot, and I just had vanilla concretes. And every fucking time, the person at the desk looked at me like I had two heads. They're like, are, uh, just vanilla? And I said, yeah, yeah, just, just vanilla. 
I just want vanilla. They're like, are you, are you sure? I said, yes. Yes, I'm sure. I felt, I felt like an idiot ordering at Culver's. I felt fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> I wish I could have been there. Yeah, I, I, I wish I couldn't have been there. <laughs> I wish you had just done it for me. Yeah, I was sick. And you no, because then I'd be the guy they stare at. Right, but that would be funny for me. If you would have sent me up to order it, and I would have been like, yeah, let me just get the vanilla... And they they would look at me with the same face and be like, J- just a vanilla. And I'd be like, yeah, no, it's for a friend. That would seem even more pathetic. It would, it would definitely seem weirder. I don't know if it would seem more pathetic, but it would definitely be weirder. No, because whenever somebody says asking for a friend, it's not really. No. It's, it's not al- really. It's always for me, and I'm embarrassed. That's yep. what that means. So now I can't eat real food. But that was after another awful fucking thing where I had to go back down to Illinois, and I had to see the dentist again. And this is about an eight-hour journey for me. So I left at noon, after like a lab. I, I got to Illinois at around 2.30, and I had to wait until 4 for my appointment, so I did laundry. And then I sat down, I waited for about 20 minutes, they put me in the chair, they took a single picture of the area. Uh, the periodontist came in. The periodontist is gum doctor, by the way. If you did not know that information, now you are cursed with it as well. I feel like you only just learned that D- yes, over I, the course of the surgery. Yeah, I have learned this over the course of the past few months of needing the surgery of, huh, well, I guess this is a profession that exists. In fact, I told the periodontist that. I was like, how the fuck? Who gets into gum shit? Why? Why did you do this? She was just like, yeah, you, you start in dentist school learning everything, and then you get to pick. And I decided gums are the best because there's no lab work. <laughs> yeah fair enough you know what i can uh you know what i jive with that yeah that's it's fair enough she's also like also if you fuck up it's entirely your problem it's not because someone else fucked up mm. uh which i don't know if that actually is better or worse but yeah so I, I go back down they look at me for five minutes and they go yep you're good still only chew with your right side for now um but now you can start eating real food and i said all right are you gonna take the, the sutures out and they go no still healing i'm like okay are the are the well i guess they're not um damn what's the word dissolvable yeah they're not biodegradable no they'll, they? they'll dissolve in six months oh okay granted that's in six months are you are you still eating on the right side of your mouth yes okay but i can eat real food we've i've eaten wings the past two nights in fact i've eaten chicken basically every night that i have been capable of eating nothing wrong with chicken yeah, I had I had Popeyes immediately after, and then the next night I had wings from a good wings place, and then tonight I had wings from the same exact wings place because I hate myself. Because I wanted wings, and I didn't have wings last night. Yeah, and I still have west- leftover wings from last night. My life is a fucking parody because tomorrow night I am going to have those wings <laughs> while I am editing this fucking episode. Ah, oh, Christ. But speaking of wings, another thing that we did while we were eating these wings was Justin watched me toil away playing Pokemon Sword. Yeah, so... <sighs> there's, there's, we, we have to talk about what we've been playing recently. So I'm going to go ahead and ask Justin this, because I hate him, <laughs> and I want him to suffer before I do. Right. Well, first I'd like to address my... In the previous episode, I said I'd be playing through Final Fantasy IV. Soon after the recording of that episode, I sat down for another session to play through it more, and I finally hit the wall on it, uh, where I hit the, I hit the wall for most 
types of this games that I try to play where it's like, okay, now I'm bored and I really don't want to play anymore and it's aggravating. So I do plan on picking it up again, but I do just need some time away from it because it did just kind of, because it's like those first few hours, it's like, oh yeah, you know, wow, character moments and we're getting new people and crazy shit's happening. And then of course, after that time period, after you get past that sort of first act bump, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to settle back into random encounter and random encounter and just trying to move through and random encounter and those character moments become fewer and far between and you're stuck with, you know, lower level shit as you're trying to move through a, a slightly higher level area and it just gets, battles are so long and so tedious. I just need a break from it. I will pick it up again, I promise, but... I sat and I played and I'm like, I, I can't fucking play through this right now. It's going to give me an aneurysm. So I have actually been, with my excitement for Doom Eternal, um, I actually plan on replaying Doom 2016 the weekend before Doom Eternal comes out. And I have been playing through Doom mods. One of the Doom mods I've been playing, I played through was John Romero's Sigil, which is sort of this unofficial, official extra episode for Doom 1. And it's, it's good. I played it on the hardest difficulty, and it is a fucking ball buster. And then I recently sat down and started playing through an older mod called Winter's Fury that I've heard a lot of good things about. And I'm, I'm only like two or three levels into it. I think there's 14. It's cool, though. Custom, custom monsters and custom sprites for all the guns and unique sound effects and unique environmental effects. So it's cool. I, gotta, I don't really have much else to say until I play all the way through it. What about you, Ken? What have you been up to? Uh, I was scared you were going to ask me that. So last episode, I talked about how awesome Bravely Default is and how much I've been playing it, and I haven't been playing it recently. Not because I don't like it. I just I just haven't. I have no good reason, and I'm sorry, Dad, uh, but you <laughs> can't make me. You just can't. Now, you stopped playing Bravely Default, so what, what have you been playing? Not well, m- not more Pokemon Sword. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Justin, but I have indeed, for my sins, been playing a bit more through the aftergame of Pokemon Sword because you, it technically has one. You told me as you got that game and you sat down and you played it, and as soon as the credits rolled, I remember you told me, Justin, I don't want to play any more of this. You're like, I got it, I played it. I beat it, and I don't want to look at it ever again. Funny story about me beating it too was my, my girlfriend was over at me and my dad at me and my dad's place, and at that house I only have like a twin sized bed, and so she and I are both like trying to fit in that while we're sleeping, and I can't fucking sleep in something without any like space, and so I get up in the middle of the night. Uh, much to her dismay, and I was like, don't worry, I just gotta go take care of something. And I went downstairs, and I just, I played through the last hour of Pokemon Sword. And I'm like, okay. I imagine this was like three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I, I finished it at four in the morning. And then I went, and I'm like, now I'm tired. And I went back upstairs, and I slept until 11. And I missed that night, because now I can't really do that often anymore. <laughs> Sigh. But yeah, I've after... Finishing it, I kind of stopped caring. I was like, all right, I've technically finished this game. I no longer have the desire to play it. But then, over the past few days, due to recent events that we'll be talking about later, there, I've, I've decided to try finishing the aftergame content. And apparently, the aftergame content 
is just as sparse as the game content. It's it's like an hour of aftergame, and then it just ends. Which is really pathetic. Really, the, the pathetic is one of the one-word reviews I'd give of Pokemon Sword. If I, if I could give another one, I'd say disappointing. Another one would be barren. Mm-hmm. Like, the game is just empty. That's my mm-hmm. biggest problem with it. And I guess we can we can use this as a segue to, I guess, our main topic is Nintendo believes in DLC now. Yeah, so Nintendo has made a few, uh, put out a few videos. So one of them was the Pokemon Direct, where they showed off that Pokemon Sword and Shield will be getting two expansions over the course of the next year, and that the first Mystery Dungeon game is being remade. That's going to get a release in March, I believe. Mm -hmm. And the next one they did was the final character for the first round of DLC for Smash Brothers Ultimate, which ended up being Byleth from Fire Emblem Three Houses. And a lot of people are not happy. Well, let's, let's, let's talk more about Pokemon for a bit. Because I'm just going to, right off the bat, I'm just going to say that the thing I'm the most excited for is the remake of Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> I am. And that had the least screen time. Yeah, no. It, like, they, they basically just said, oh, and by the way, we're also making this. And they put out the demo, and I immediately picked up the demo. Have you finished it? Yes, the demo? I did. Um, Opinions. It's, it's it's the game. It's good. Is it sort of in the same vein of the, rec- of the recent... Uh, Link's Awakening remake, where it's it's pretty much the same game, but just in a newer style, or have they changed up anything mechanically? Nothing mechanically that I noticed. Of course, I have only played the demo. Anyone's only ever played the demo now. Sure. Um, but the demo was great. I'm genuinely really fucking excited about it. The music just made me happy. Like, everything about the game, from the aesthetic to the sound effects to the music, just everything made me happy. Like, it was... I was grinning fucking ear to ear the whole time I was playing. Like, this is awesome. I'm so fucking excited for this. Now, the actual expansions No, can for... we please just talk more about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? <laughs> Pokemon I Mystery really Dungeon. don't want to talk about I have it. Never, I've never played any of the Mystery Dungeon games. I've never even really played any of the Pokemon games. Well, it would be inaccurate to say that Pokemon Sword and Shield are revered games in the Pokemon franchise, especially right now. Yeah. Maybe maybe history will look upon them a bit better once we have Gen 12, and it's just a button that you press that punches you in the dick. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Uh, Nintendo hates you. Well, no, not Nintendo. Game Freak. Game Freak hates you. They want to punch you in the back of your stupid soft head. There, there will be no Gen 4 remake. It's not happening. No, no. Here will be the thing, is there will be a Gen 4 remake, and it'll be awful. It will be just as barren and empty as Sword and Shield. They will just take things out of it. Oh, no! Yeah, there won't even be a wild area. They will just have it be fucking empty. Which sucks, because everyone I know who, who who's into Pokemon, they ever, they're all in pretty much unanimous agreement that even if Gen 4 isn't their personal favorite, Gen 4 is the best one. Yeah, Gen 4 is kind of when Pokemon peaked. Like, that's... My, my favorite games are the Gen 4 remakes of Gen 2. Like, it's... It's just really fucking good. But yeah, the most recent generation of Pokemon, I think it's Gen 8 now, is Pokemon Sword and Shield. They are very controversial games in the franchise. And so before we start talking about the DLC, I should just give a brief synopsis of the Pokemon Sword and Shield debacle, if you are unaware of this. The TLDR, they suck. Well, that's that's a 
bit of an oversimplification. And there was and there was a build up to them. Right, which was a, the build hysterical. Yeah, the build up is kind of what makes the announcement of the DLC a bit scary for a lot of people. Um, so, Pokemon about a year a year ago today, a bit in fact a bit earlier, they released like Pokemon Treehouse or something. It was just like an announcement that like we're making a new Pokemon game. They announced the starters and sort of what the region was going to look like and all these sorts of things. It's like, all right, this looks great. Or at least like, oh, it's a new Pokemon. We're happy. Mm-hmm. This changed very quickly within, I think, five minutes of Pokemon Treehouse. I think Masada is the guy that's the, the CEO of the Pokemon, or the guy, the lead designer of the Pokemon games now. Mm-hmm. He was basically quoted as saying, not all of the Pokemon are making it into this game. Now, from saying that, that sounds normal. If you've played any of the Pokemon games, it's not like, oh, will they put absolutely every Pokemon ever in every Pokemon game? Not exactly. But how it would work is, let's say you had Gen 4. Gen 4 has Pokemon from 1 through 4, obviously. But not every single Pokemon that has ever existed is in it. But you could... Those Pokemon were still in the data of the game. So let's say Charmander, just as an example. A Mm -hmm. Pokemon from Gen 1 was completely unaccessible through normal means in the Gen 4 game. Its data was still in the game, and so if you had it from another game that was accessible to the game you were playing, then you could just transfer it to that game and you'd still have Charmander. So that way, you could still catch them all. At that point, it was obnoxious and annoying to do it, but you could still do it. Right. Still make a living dex and stuff like that. Basically, what Sword and Shield does is, if it's not in the Pokedex of the Galar region then it's not collectible. You just can't have it. It's not in the game. And so that ruffled everyone's feathers. Literally no one was happy about this. No mm-hmm. one was like, oh, thank God. We we have fewer... Po-. There were a few po- people who were like, oh, well, this might change the meta for online or whatever. It's like, I, I think that's a dumb reason to have it, and that wasn't the reason they had it, as we soon learned. But something that they did announce in this treehouse, which I thought was interesting and a lot of people were excited for, is that it was going to be relatively open world. There's going to be this giant wild area that was expansive, and it would have slightly different biomes, and Pokemon would just be freely roaming, and you could run into them to find them and catch them. And a lot of people were excited about it, while still being upset about whether or not Pokemon would be in the game. And some people were theorizing, oh, well, there will be DLC or updates to add more Pokemon to the game. Even though Masada made it sound like their plan was they're just not going to have every Pokemon in any of the next coming games. Mm -hmm. That's just not the plan anymore. And from what it looks like, that still seems to be the plan. The plan is they're just not going to do that anymore. But yes, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out and... Like how we've been talking about it, it got much praise. It was one of the best Pokemon games of all time. No, it was awful. A lot of people... Awful is an exaggeration. A lot of people were really upset about it, though. And the the biggest complaint that I think a lot of people have, and especially I have, is that the game is just kind of empty. It's clear that they had plans, or they... I don't even know if they had plans, but there's a big world, and there's a lot of stuff in it. Well, there's... No, there isn't a lot of stuff in it. That's the problem. The problem is there's a lot of empty space where there's just nothing being filled. And it's not even good-looking empty space. It's like PS2 graphic empty space. You know, Breath of the Wild, for all its faults, looks like a modern game. Mm -hmm. Mario Odyssey, for all its faults, looks like a good modern game. Pokemon Sword and Shield just doesn't. Pokemon Sword and Shield might as well be on the 3DS. Which is 
there's no flair. We were sitting downstairs, and while we were eating our wings that we discussed earlier, and Kevin was playing a bit through uh, a bit through the the post game. The game has just no style. There, there's no flair to anything. It's it's all just sort of flat. Yeah, there's the animations are barely there. That's the thing that pisses a lot of people off is that they said that they were getting rid of a lot of these Pokemon to improve animations. Oh, yeah, that that GIF of of the dog turning around on the spot. Yeah, is. It's, At the time, it was it was everywhere. I saw that GIF everywhere when it first was released, when it first leaked. It's genuinely insulting for for a lot of people to go like, "Oh yeah, we did this to improve animations. We did this to make it look better." The game looks awful. Mm. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be candid. The game looks terrible. It just does. It's it's not up to snuff with its current generation in terms of technology. It should be far beyond where it is. This is weird. I, I, I find this, it, the fact that it's bland and lifeless, I find that to be really weird mm-hmm. because the, the two big pillars of Breath of the Wild and Odyssey were the fact that they, they took their, their established IPs and sort of breathed, breathed new life into them. Right, and so it was like, okay, Pokemon's going to follow suit. It's still going to be Pokemon, but it's going to be this pseudo reimagining of the formula, right? And it just wasn't. No. And the other thing is, there a lot of the promotional material or a lot of the things being spoken about in the lead up to the game made it sound like it was going to be a lot more exciting or a lot better than it actually was. Well, I mean, that's their job. But right. But like they said, oh, there'll be a major league and a minor league in terms of gyms. And you'll get to meet the minor league. It's like, no, the minor league is a single passing line in the game. Uh, and that's it. This is the See, this is the major problem, is that the game is bereft of content. Mm. There's nothing in it. But this is where we're going to start talking about the DLC. So there there are two expansions, the Isle of Foreskin and the Isle of Clitoris. No, it's the, <laughs> the Isle of Armor and the Isle of... Shield? No. Oh, jeez. I'm gonna fucking look it up. Is it Spear Island? Or no, it's... Uh... Okay, so... The expansion is coming in two parts. The first part is the Isle of Armor, which is the uh, almost tropic-looking location. Mm -hmm. And the second part is the Crown Tundra, which is the very icy, mountainous location. Yes. Now... I am going to say this. I have seen a bit of the wild area from Ken playing it, and it is just bland and flat, which is weird because Ken also has told me that mechanically is the most interesting part of the game. Yes, I really, I want to say I really, I don't really like any part of the game, but in terms of the bland chunks of game that exists in Pokemon Sword and Shield, the wild area is the most interesting. What I think they need to do and I'm also going to say before I make this point is that they showed off concept art of the new wild areas. Keep in mind, for those of you who have seen this, the, the Pokemon Direct talking about these expansions, you know this already. But for those of you that haven't, the entire Direct was basically just concept art and them talking about what they want to put in the expansion. Mm-hmm. There was no actual gameplay of these new wild areas. So when I say... The concept art for the wild areas and some of the ideas they have are great. Take that with a grain of salt because right. it is just concept art, yeah. which 
even as someone who obviously isn't going to play this, viewing this from the perspective of a fan, that seems weird. That seems like, mm, I don't know if I really believe you about this. But I did see the wild area in the base game, and Ken also showed me the world map while we were playing just, uh, while he was playing just uh, a few minutes ago. And it is very pokey compared to the entire map of, of, of the actual overworld of the Gala region. Now, apparently the DLC is going to be, I'm, I'm reading it off of the, the website right here, and from what I remember of the, the Pokemon Direct, that the expansions are going to be mostly wild area. And the towns are going to exist in the wild area and not be their own separate loading zones. Is that... I'm trying to... I don't think that they implied that about the towns. Okay. I do think it is going to be mostly wild area and, like, event spots. Okay. So, like, you can get off the wild area to go to, like, the Reggie Temple. My... my Reggie Fizeme Temple, Yeah, Reggie Fizeme Temple. His body is ready <laughs> and he's there. Just in the game, he's the only like he's just a JPEG when of Reggie. You, when you walk into the when you walk into the temple, there's a shrine of him, and it's like it's like a statue of him, like there like there would be like a regular shrine, but he's standing on like an exquisitely carved <laughs> Wii Fit pad. The, the, the worst part. Statue. The worst part is that I know there's going to be a fucking reference to Reggie Fizeme. There is. There is. We, we just know this. It will be fact. Some guy is going to be at the temple and he's going to say, my body is ready. <laughs> That's it. That's all it's going to be, too. <laughs> and, then, and then you're just going to get spat on in the face and then leave. Now... That's the real Pokemon experience. What confused me about the wild areas, again, coming from a someone who isn't a fan of Pokemon and somebody who hasn't really touched the Pokemon series, what confused me about the wild area is that it is still separated off from the rest of, like, gyms and towns and other characters and NPCs that you can talk to. There are NPCs in the in the wild area, but they're most, as far as I understand, they're mostly just fights. They're just trainers. Not even that. They're, like, people, they're, like, overseers almost, and you can, like, access challenges for your bike. Or, like, you can change your jersey while you're on your bike that, and stuff like that. Yeah, they're, they're completely pointless. It just seems so weird. If it were me... It would have been like, okay, make the entire game just just go full Breath of the Wild open world. I'm not saying it needs to be a Pokemon game needs to be the size of Breath of the Wild. What I'm saying is that the world style, the entire thing should have been the wild area setup and town should have been you can just walk in and out, no loading zones, and everything should have been self-integrated. See, I don't necessarily agree. I think that what they did was smart of have a wild area but also have just the routes and the towns uh, because with the routes and the towns you have more control over what can happen and what it looks like. And so if you're Pokemon, you do want control over that kind of formula and that kind of pacing. Even if even if they still keep these wild areas separated like this, they should have taken a few notes from Breath of the Wild's just general world design. Right, like have more shit in it, basically. Mm. The wild areas are almost completely fucking empty, which is insulting again. Not and not and not just empty in terms of like, like uh, Pokemon that are that are walking around. Like they look just flat and awful. Yeah. You look at any screenshot from Breath of the Wild, even the areas in Breath of the Wild that are meant to be like the plains, they they are interesting to look at. Yeah. They are cool. The air the wild areas in, in Pokemon are just they're just not. 
No. They just they don't look very good. It's it's a problem. Uh, but here's where I'm going to do a bit of a 180. Here's where I'm going to surprise you. Is the the main problem of Pokemon Sword and Shield is that it is bereft of content. DLC is good in this case because that means that we're that there will be more content. And I am happy they're doing proper expansions mm-hmm. and not just like here's a pack of 10 pokemon for 99 cents and there's going to be a hundred of these yeah or the worst thing is what they've already been doing which is just re-release the game but slightly better which has been the formula for pokemon since the dawn of time but that's because they did not really have the ability to make deals here it was not as easy to do it now it's much easier mm-hmm. since they're on a console I have a question for you. Here's yes. an interesting thought experiment. Mm-hmm. If DLC had been viable, let's even say from something like Gen 3. Let's okay. say let's say like actual proper expansion style DLC DLC was possible, would they have still gone with the route of re-releasing the same thing same game again but with more content on a newer engine? Well, first off, the engine's never newer in the second version. It's the same engine. Oh, right. Okay, no, sorry. I'm thinking of the remakes. Yeah, no, no, okay. Question still stands, though. Would mm. they have still have still Would they still have done a, a re-release of the game again with more stuff in it, or do you think they actually would have moved towards expansion, proper expansions, faster if they could have? I don't know. You're saying Gen 3. That's the GBA, so it just would not have been possible. Right. Let's but say... We're, we're saying it's a fantasy universe where it was possible. Right. Um. Let's say, let's say the DS's Wi-Fi was better than than it actually was right. and that the wi-fi and the internet compatibility of the ds and the 3ds were strong enough to support a a an expansion well the 3ds was and they had i think three or four games on the 3ds without doing that so the answer is no okay I don't, I don't, from what i understand i don't think they would have because they were willing to feed updates through the 3ds but they did not like add any dlc or expansions i wonder if that was because they weren't confident in the 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 way the 3ds handled online it's possible but yeah i think that i think that now that game freak is in a position where they can they will and i understand a lot of people are upset and things think it's a bit gauche uh that especially after this disappointing 60 dollar product they're asking 30 dollars for more of it Mm -hmm. but i think that what they should be doing is instead of giving dlc where it's you're giving us new areas they should be putting in expansions or updates or dlc i think in this case it should be updates if they do this Mm. but and they won't do this they're going to make the dlc but if they did what i wanted them to do then they would update it so that there's more content in the game that already exists like adding more to the already existing wild areas and routes and giving us a different kind of battle tower or different battle towers or maybe like a battle frontier, you know, like you had for gens three and four that you just kind of dropped for no reason. Like, like at all. <laughs> like I, I, that's, that's the, also the infuriating thing was in the gen five remake of gen three. They mentioned the battle frontier by name. Like, yeah, we're making that right now. And it's never there ever. But yeah, I am like a lot of people in the Pokemon community. I'm tentatively excited for the new DLC. There's going to be a new character. Again, they're adding 100 Pokemon per expansion, and from what it looks like, it's going to be 
they can be traded among any game. So even if you don't have the expansion, if someone trades you one of those Pokemon, you will just have it. Mm -hmm. So they're going to update the game to be able to recognize those Pokemon. The other thing that they're doing is, of these 100 Pokemon, a lot of them are going to be returning Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And some of them are going to be redesigns of old Pokemon. Okay, so my, my idea originally of them having more new ones than old ones is wrong. No, there's, they're also going to have, I think, a handful of new, new Pokemon. Okay, so it's not a 50-50 split. No, no. I think, okay. it's, I think the majority are going to be... They don't have any numbers on this, obviously, but I think the majority are going to be returning Pokemon. Mm -hmm. If I were the God Emperor of Game Freak, I would make it so that... We might get these tiny expansions, like very small. You know, they might there might be like a like a five chunk wild area per expansion with the hundred Pokemon added and the like little Reggie temple with Reggie Fizeme there standing dick out <laughs> sucking his own dick. B it, bent over forward. <laughs> along with this, I would also have them add content to the game that already exists. However, that's not going to happen. They're just going to have another big, open, empty world. See, I'm being very negative again. I think that it's. I think it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. I don't think the expansions are going to be awesome. I think they're just going to be fine. Mm -hmm. They're gonna. They're going to exist. Unfortunately, Pokemon Sword is the highest selling game on the Switch of all time. That is. Wait, it is. Yes. Not even Pokemon Sword and Shield. Pokemon Sword itself. It's fucking wild. Yeah. It beat Smash? Yes. It beat it beat Breath of the Wild, yes. which came out on launch? It which beat everything. That's fucking wild. Yeah, Pokemon is insane. Pokemon is the highest grossing entertainment property on Earth in history. And they continue to treat it like a moderately successful mobile game. Yeah, so... If I didn't know it beat Smash in sales. Yeah, it did. <laughs> That's fucking wild. It got in the hundreds of thousands. Uh, hundreds of millions of sales. I okay, audience, I didn't I didn't know about this until just now. <laughs> and Pokémon Sword and Shield have only been out for like 3 months now, 2-3 months now. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people probably think the games are fine. Most people think the games are all right. It's the po it's the very insular Pokemon community that's upset by it. Mm -hmm. So everything I'm saying, you're probably thinking like, oh, the game's great. I don't know what you're talking about, Ken. The game's not empty at all. It's cute and fun. Um, you and get to make curry and change your outfits. I actually only made curry once in the post game. That was the only ever, the only time I ever did it. Shows how much fun I had. But the thing that you should be excited for is that. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon's getting a remake. That's going to be awesome. After the DLC comes out, Pokemon will go, okay, one of two things will happen. We'll die, uh, and Pokemon will just cease to be a thing. Oh. Which I don't think will happen. No, not after no, Pokemon yeah. Sword is the best-selling Switch, game, Switch ever. game ever. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. What will happen is they're going to make a Diamond and Pearl remake. And This has people worried. This has me worried, especially... I don't know if I'll get it. I'll have to wait and see what they do with it. But if it's anything like Pokemon Sword, I don't want to see Pokemon Diamond and Pearl like Pokemon Sword. I just don't want that. How the mighty will fall. One of, what is regarded as one of the better, if not the best generations Pokemon had. 
is going to be remade in what is considered the least polished and emptiest generation. Because as far as I understand, one of the big praises for Gen 4, and not just the initial releases of Gen 4, but the remakes of Gen 2 in Gen 4, was that they were massive. Yeah, like they had a lot of content. It got to the point where every time you saved, it needed extra time to save. Every time. <laughs> it was like, because the game had two different messages for saving. It's like, um, now saving, and then it would be nine seconds and it mm-hmm. would save. And then the other time, which it did 90% of the time, is now saving... This may take a minute, and it would be like 30 seconds to save. Because there's just so much shit in the game, and also it was very poorly optimized because they were still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they gave a shit, and they put a lot of shit in the game. They didn't for Sword and Shield. (laughs) And that's the upsetting part. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is going to be great, because it's just a game that they've made in a cute art style. I really like that. (sighs) I always found that that kind of approach kind of lazy, though. I, I mean, it is. In in some ways, people are going to argue like, oh, but Justin, game game preservation, right? And I get the idea of like, yes, I do think, I do think, the industry should care more about preserving older games and making sure that good games from the past don't get don't become lost or completely unplayable. But at the same time, like I look at something like Mystery Dungeon, or I look at something like the Link's Awakening remake, or the Shadow of the Colossus remake on the PS4. And I think, yeah, they're great games, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree. I'm not gonna try to argue against the fact that these are games that people like and people want to play again. Mm, but there's just something a little bit about it that just seems cash grabby. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: is that I'm not entirely sure there was a huge audience clamoring for more Mystery Dungeon. Is the thing that I think the past two on the 3DS were not incredibly successful. And not that many people really like them. I only played the first one of the 3DS. I didn't even play the second one of the 3DS. I don't even remember what it's called, but I know that it exists. Mystery Dungeon again. Basically. There are there are four, I think. There's two on the DS and two on the 3DS. And now there's going to be the, the first one again. And I'm excited for the first one again. Again, everything about it oozes the first one. And I know I've already talked about it, but just, I fuck, I'm, I'm excited for that. I don't even... I barely care about the Pokemon DLC. I'm going to get it because I feel <laughs> obligated to. But, yeah, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, be excited for that. If you're going to be excited about anything, Mm -hmm. play the demo. It's really fucking good. Speaking of expansions to actually look forward to, or releases to actually look forward to, Three Houses is getting a proper story expansion. Yes. When is that going to happen? I think in February. I think it's happening very soon, like in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, next couple weeks from when we're recording. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about that? I haven't played Three Houses yet because... I don't own a Switch, but Ken does, mm-hmm. and um, Three Houses is on my short list of games to get. As a person who has played through Three Houses, Ken, actual story expansion, opinions? It's probably going to be very side story E from what it looks like from the trailers. I don't want to give that much away about it, because it is such a good game. I just I just want to say I'm excited. I'm, I think it's going to be good. Have uh, they shown a lot off? I they they have actually. They've been okay. they've been trickling out a lot of a lot of content, especially on Twitter. But like these are the characters you'll be able to play with. These are mm-hmm. what these are the new characters that we're adding. It's basically about a secret house in the mo- under the ground of the monastery that has existed for some fucking reason. Well, then the name of the game doesn't work anymore. Well, yeah, now it's four houses. <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> The only a lot of oops. Yeah, the only thing that I'm not loving is that they're restricting what characters you can have, but I'm sure they have story reasons for it. 
it limits the amount of dialogue that they can have with the characters, which means that they can probably put more time into the gameplay and they can have more of a laser focus on the character interaction. Do you think this is a coy to get you to play it multiple times? I mean, I'm already, like, the game's already designed to have you play it at least three times. In reality, like, four. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the paths has two paths, but I'm already talking too much about it. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah. It's it's a really good game. Play it four times. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. I recommend that. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, so I'm just I'm just really excited for it. But the thing that is even more exciting is the salt mining that we've been doing over Three Houses... Most recent expansion into the world of fighting games. Oh boy! So Byleth in Smash. <laughs> I want. I would like to make a statement. Is it hose mad? We. It it might be hose mad. I I do sort of understand that people are were initially very very mad about Byleth in Smash, and I was I was disappointed a little disappointed too because I was on the Dante train at the time. Let's okay. Let's let's take a step back and actually like give a little bit of background. Okay. In case people are listening to this after the fucking meme war of 2017, <laughs> that not 2017. 20, that's three years ago. <laughs> 20. I meant to say 2027, and my brain slipped. I want you to just forget oh any God. of that fucking happened. So, there, okay. So there was this thing called the Fighters Pass, where Nintendo or yeah Nintendo was going to release five characters for Smash. Yes. As DLC, and they're basically going to trickle each of them out. Along with other little goodies with that, like costumes and shit like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the first one was Joker. Joker, yeah, from po- Persona Five, not Literally. Joker from uh, the movie Joker. No, not you Joker. You get what you Joker. fucking deserve. <laughs> Joker from Persona Five, yeah. and um, that was actually announced the day after the game came out because the because the game came out on the seventh. Oh no, wait! It was the day the game came out because the Game Awards that year. And the release date of Smash were on the same day. That's funny. So Smash came out, and literally the the evening after, during the Game Awards, they announced that the first the first DLC character would be Joker from Persona Five. Yeah. After Joker was a hero from the Dragon Quest series, which also lightly coincided with them announcing that they were going to port Dragon Quest Eleven to the Nintendo Switch, which is something we kind of knew about before. That yeah, was something I think that people we, were like, yeah, it's going to get a Switch port. Right. And from what I've heard, it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, um, if you're um, into that sort of thing. Not really my cup of tea. Yeah. Funnily enough, Joker was coincided with nothing for the Switch. <laughs> I still find that funny. Like, Although you can well, no, say that about three-fifths of the DLC characters. Well, no, no. Joker did coincide technically with the announcement of a Musou game that's going to be on the Switch. Um, Musou games are like the the um, heroes games, like um, Fire Emblem Heroes and oh. Hi- Warriors. Fire oh, Emblem Warriors. Um, Persona 5 Scramble. Yes, whatever the fuck that's good. Based off of the uh, Dynasty Warriors engine. Yeah, I don't care about it. I want Persona 5 for Switch. It's not going to fucking happen. No, it's not going to happen. God You're going to wait. You. You're gonna have to wait for Royals to come out in March. Yeah, and then um, I'll have to play it on your PS4, you piece of shit. After Joker was, as we said, Hero from, uh, from Dragon Quest... After him was Banjo, uh, yep. uh, which was actually now that we have all of the five DLC characters released, Banjo is the weird one. Yeah, he's, the, he's a cartoon <laughs> bear amongst just dudes. Banjo's the weird one. You know what? I welcome it, though. Oh, that's great. And then we had Terry Bogard from SNK and, yeah. the, and the King of Fighters series. Yeah. And then they announced that the last character would be Byleth from 
three houses. Yes, Fire Emblem three houses. Now, we're now that we've <laughs> adequately backgrounded this and actually played a bit of Byleth. Yes, uh, only a little bit, but we've we have played some of Byleth. But I don't even care about the gameplay of this. I want to talk more about the media reaction, not even the me- the fan reaction, right? To Byleth being in Smash because very very livid, very volatile. Yes. So there's let's let's count, let's talk. So how many Fire Emblem characters were there prior to Byleth? We have Marth, and we have Roy. Those are the ones in Melee. The ones from Melee. Yeah. And then from Brawl, there was Ike. Ike. That's it for Brawl, right? Yeah. Okay. And then we have Krom and Lucina, Robin and Corrin. Those are all from the 3DS games. Yeah. So, so now we're at seven. Mm-hmm. So there are seven characters. I won't count the gender bends of Robin no, and Corrin. That's, I don't either. That would be stupid. Fair enough. This is like a big Nintendo crossover game. You're going to have a lot of characters from a lot of different places. Fire Emblem has hundreds of characters. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost difficult to not add that many characters. And now we have an eighth one. This is Byleth. Right. So people are a bit upset about this because we already have seven Fire Emblem characters. Now, I don't think it's... And I've, I kind of want to make this apparent. I don't think for the reaction of people, it's the number that matters. Because there are more... Pokemon and Mario characters in Smash than there are Fire Emblem characters. However, I think the reason that people get upset whenever a new Fire Emblem character is shown is because most of the time, Fire Emblem characters play very much the same or their their movesets are very similar. The two that differentiate the most are Robin, who has a completely different playstyle, and Byleth, who really plays like a more traditional heavy. Yeah. And and Corrin. I'd say Corrin's also pretty different. See, the other ones are more just like genuine sword guys, whereas Corrin is based around throwing himself across the stage. That's true, but Corrin is also ass. Right. <laughs> it's also from the one of the worst Fire Emblem games. Right. The other thing that I think that upsets people, and granted, actually, I, I looked into a little bit of the fan reaction on Twitter, right. and there was, a, there was a good thread that I saw someone explaining why people are actually angry. I'm going to completely disregard it, uh, because fuck that guy, and fuck <laughs> you if you think I wanted to care what you think about. No. I My theory is, okay, like Justin said, Pokemon and Mario, they both have even more characters. Let's count the number of Mario characters as well. This will be fun. So there's Mario, Luigi, Bowser, right. Peach, mm-hmm. Daisy, Daisy, Wario. Wario, Piranha Plant. Piranha Plant. Uh, there are more. Fuck. Rosalina. Rosalina. I feel like there's... What are we at now? One more. is nine. I'm trying to remember what the ninth one is. Oh, shit. Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario, yes. Okay, there are nine. God damn. There are nine... <laughs> it's hard when there's 80 characters in this fucking game. Right. There are nine Mario characters. And hell, if you want to count it, you technically Donkey Kong is also a Mario character. I, I don't. I don't. Oh, Yoshi. Oh, Yoshi. Yeah, there are ten. There are ten Mario characters. Oh, but Yoshi has his own video game. Fuck you. Fuck, yeah, Fuck no. you if you Yoshi is a Mario character. Yeah. End your life if you think that Yoshi doesn't count. But yeah, there are 10 Mario characters. However, this makes sense because that's kind of Nintendo's face mm-hmm. is Mario. Right. So if they, like, it would almost be weird if Mario was not overrepresented. And everyone knows about Mario. Mm-hmm. Like, you go anywhere in the world, talk about Mario, and they get it. Pokemon has, if you, if you include... Pokemon Trainers 3 Pokemon as separate fighters. Which I do, I guess. Pokemon has nine, Yeah, right? there's there's those three. There's Pikachu, Pichu, um, Incineroar, Frog. Greninja. Greninja. Um, there's... Mewtwo. Mewtwo, Lucario, 
Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. So there's ten. Oh, wow. Yeah. I actually didn't. I always thought it was nine. Yeah. We're bad at counting. We're really bad at counting. Uh, there may be even more. But again, Pokemon is even more ubiquitous than Mario, I'd say, in terms of like international cultural impact. Mm-hmm. So again, it makes sense that there's going to be a lot of those characters. I think where a lot of the problem comes in with Fire Emblem getting another character is I don't think Fire Emblem is nearly as ubiquitous. No, it's, it is really more of a, of a Japanese title, which does kind of make sense. Um, I, I do understand that Japanese companies do tend to favor their Japanese audiences over other audiences, which doesn't bother me. Because you sometimes it is just like it, it is easier to market to your own demographic than to a wider demographic, so that makes sense. But even as far as I understand, even Japanese fans were not pleased with the with the announcement of Byleth. No, I know that a lot of people wanted characters that I think are unrealistic to want for the game. So like Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I know a lot of people want him, and I know he's top of the charts in pretty much every region. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's happening. No, uh, Dante. Which I can kind of see happening. I don't think he will, but I can see it. No. People are saying Crash Bandicoot, too. Um, and I the, definitely don't see that. The funny thing is, originally I was a Crash activist. but the a Crash-tivist? Mo- Crash-tivist? Lol. Uh, the more I hear about Crash Bandicoot and the more people talk about him, the less confident I am. Yeah. The more I hear about Crash, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, no. But the thing is, a lot of people are upset because, okay, all of these Fire Emblem characters up to now... They were somewhat earned. Like, we have new games. Okay, we'll, we'll put out a new character from those games. Like, Lucina was immediately put out after Awakening. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, and then Chrome was put out a few years after Awakening. Corrin was put out pretty quickly after Fates, I think, was the game he was from? Corrin was... I think Corrin's from he Fates. He was a DLC character for Smash 4. Yes. Or was he part of the base roster? No, he was, he was a DLC. Okay. Yeah, so that's all, and that all feels earned. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like, all right, fair enough. But now we have all these characters. It's a, it's a full set of Fire Emblem characters. And most of them are from the new games, too. Very few are from old games. Mm-hmm. Like, mostly because there are no real characters in, in the, the old, old games. Game. I also think what what stings, too, for a lot of people was that the four characters in the run-up to this were very much... I wouldn't say out of left field. The only the only two that I would say really super surprised people were Joker and Banjo. And I'd say that uh, Hero and Terry were pretty well predicted before their releases. But were they? As, when I was watching, yeah. I d- see, I didn't see people thinking, yeah, it's going to be Terry. There was, I remember after Joker actually came out and people started speculating about who the next character was... There were. I remember seeing a lot of people being like, "It's going to be a Dragon Quest rep," and it ended I up said being Terry, the case. not Hero. Oh, sorry. Um, even Terry had a few little leaks about him. Right, but there are leaks in air quotes about sure everyone fucking Jotaro Kujo. <laughs> like that's definitely not going to happen. But all of these characters, these four characters running up to the final one, were all characters that were very much not Nintendo characters. Yeah, like their their main thing was not Joker is not in any Nintendo games really. No, no he's in Persona Q, but that doesn't count because mm-hmm. Persona Q is the worst. Um, Banjo Kazooie is the last game on a Nintendo console he was on was from more than twenty years ago. Yep. 
Or actually, no, twenty years ago. Because I think Banjo Tooie was, was Banjo, in two thousand. Yeah, it was Banjo Tooie. Yeah, let's see, Terry. Yeah, the last one he was on. Actually, no, he's on some. There's Switch ports of like Neo Geo games that he's on. Mm. So I guess that counts, yeah, but not really. Maybe Hero, depending on what you count. Yeah, they were they were on the NES. The older Dragon Quest games. Yeah, were. yeah. Okay. Hell, Pitt's last game was a fucking Game Boy. No, his last game was on the 3DS. That was after he was put in Brawl. That's true. And it was an okay game, but that's besides the 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 3DS game or Brawl? The the 3DS game. Okay. Brawl's great. I like Brawl. (laughs) Brawl has a lot of nostalgic value for me. Um, I I would never argue for Brawl being a a technically great game. None of the Smash games are. This is true. They, (laughs) they They are meant for more casual play. And now everyone's really mad at us, so while you're yelling... Um, I would like to point out that your parents don't love you. Oh my god, And Ken. you were a mistake. <laughs> you should have been gotten rid of, is all I'm going to say. Anyway, so anyways, on that positive note... Smash Brothers. Smash Bros. And why you're awful. But yes, uh, all the characters to run up were very much not Nintendo... And then the last character is like, oh man, they're going to end off this DLC pack on a fucking bang. This is going to be someone crazy out of fucking nowhere. People are saying Dante. People are saying Crash. Whatever, right? Fire Emblem character. I do think that is a big part of the problem. Is people are all talking about like, we've got all these interesting things from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Who's it going to be? And it's Byleth. See, here's the thing. What I wanted would have made even more people angry. Uh, because I genuinely had a desire and I wanted, I also wanted a Fire Emblem character. You are part of the problem. I'm I'm worse than the problem. <laughs> you know Pokemon Trainer, how it's three Pokemon? You wanted to be able to switch between characters. I wanted, so if you look at the box art of three houses, there are three characters on the box. Well, there are four, technically, if you count Byleth. Five if you count two Byleths, but I don't fuck you. And those three characters are actual characters with, like, lines and personalities in the game. Byleth isn't. And doesn't... No, because Byleth is Mr. or Mrs. Protagonist. Right, basically. It's, yeah, it's, it's whatever. So as a result, I was like, hey, I really like these three characters. I think they're interesting and cool. What if we had, like, a Pokemon Trainer-esque character that's just all three of them? It could still be Byleth, but he's just in the background. Right. And it's the three kids, and he's, like, training them, in air quotes. That would have been awesome. I would have loved that. People would be like, there's three Fire Emblem, there's three more Fire Emblem characters now? Would have been, like, even worse. Everyone would have been even angrier. <laughs> or, even if they would have taken, they have the concept with Byleth now of the fact that he, she. Do you refer to Byleth as a he or a she? I refer to him as a he because that's how I played the game. Okay, I always referred to Byleth as a she. Well, so. you're fucking wrong. Okay, anyway, <laughs> he, the, his gimmick is that he had he wields all the different weapons of the gods or whatever. Yeah, he right? he wields the four sacred weapons. One of one of them is his regardless, mm-hmm. and then the other three I think are each belonging to the three main students right. that I would have wanted. And them being, can I remember their names? It's Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. Claude, ah, oh, yeah. Claude. Um, Claude's but great. Even if they would have taken like okay, all the different weapons of the gods or whatever, and you could switch between them, and they have their own sort of specialized ish moveset. Maybe maybe not completely, like maybe his maybe his his normals are the same, but like his specials, maybe down special would swap between the weapons and then your neutral special, side special, and up special would all be based on the current weapon of the god that you are wielding. Mm-hmm. It's not even that. It's No, just, it's not. It's just a normal moveset where they swap weapons for the animations. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just the animation is different. That's now, the only thing. To be fair, from what we've played of Byleth, I do kind of like his playstyle. 
the heavies are kind of appealing to me. I do like to play Bowser a lot. And so he he is a bit slower, and his attacks are a bit more geared towards being played like a heavy, even though he doesn't look like one. I think you have to play him like you'd play a heavy. Yeah. Which means that he actually, in comparison to the other Fire Emblem characters, actually plays more like a traditional Smash character than any of the other sorties. Yeah, honestly. So mechanically, I actually think that Byleth isn't too bad of an addition. Because I remember one of the things I said when Banjo was released was I said that Banjo doesn't feel like a DLC character. No, not Because think really. about Joker has Arsene, which is which is very much a, like, this is a game changer thing. Mm-hmm. Hero has his, his randomized menu, which is also very much a game changer thing. And Terry has the go after he goes up, after he gets past 100%. Uh, his specials, his two inputs are are like super buffed, which is also like a crazy game changer thing. Banjo doesn't really have that. Yeah, he has Wonder Wing, but in my mind, that's really no different from the armor on anything else, like K. Rool's belly armor, for example. Right. So in when I played him, I'm like, he feels like a base roster character. He mm. he kind of feels just normal, like he could have been in the game from the beginning. And that's how I feel about. Byleth too. Even though they tried to sell the multiple weapons thing as like, oh, special unique gimmick, kind of like Arsene or the, or the go the go meter for, for yeah, it's Terry. Really not. It's really not. And so we come back to the banjo scenario where it feels like Byleth could have just been in the base game. I'm going to make the argument that the character does not need to feel incredibly different or unique sure. to be good. And. That's true. You have characters. You have characters uh, that are consistently top tiers, in, in at least in the competitive scene. Characters like Fox and Peach, because they are a sort of consistent playstyle. Mm-hmm. They don't have any sort of crazy gimmicks. Right. I just. I don't know. I think that a lot of the hate put towards Byleth is unwarranted, but I understand it. Right. The thing that I want to ask a lot of these people is, who the fuck did you want? What were you, What were you expecting? The, I remember like three days. Three days leading up to this direct, there was so much hype around Dante. People were like, Dante, 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 Dante. I don't think Dante's ever going to be in Smash. As much as it breaks my heart, no. As much as I want Devil Trigger in Smash. It would be hilarious. It's not going to happen. Actually, speaking of this... You know, we've. I feel like we've exhausted the Byleth topic. Yeah, there are I've, going I've to seen be pretty much everything. I there are to going say. to be six more characters. Yeah. So another thing they said was that the next Fighters Pass was going to be six characters instead of five. And the joke that was immediately made was that they're doing six instead of five because they knew people were going to be mad about Byleth. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I could see that being like people are. Be, listen, no one's going to like this. We need to. We need to up the ante a little bit. And. The shocker that came to me, this piece of information came more as a shock to me than the fact that there were six characters instead of five, is that Sakurai himself said that these six characters are already picked out. And they're going to be released over the course of the next two years. Uh, until December 2020, uh, 2021. Yeah, which is insane. Which means that Smash would have gotten support for three years. Mm-hmm. Consistent supports and patches and updates and characters and new maps and content. For three years. For three years. That's crazy. But I think the most fun thing we can do with these three years of constant support is now have our own speculations on who the next characters are going to be. Doom Guys out, M- much to my dismay. Okay, so you say that. Now, the reason that we say Doom Guy, well, Justin says Doom Guy is out. I have two pieces of evidence supporting this. I'm not saying it's confirmed, but I am saying it is a 
it is it is my current theory. Mm. And the two pieces of information that that tell me that Doom Guy has been deconfirmed is that one Sakurai said in that direct that all of the characters have already been planned out and picked. And the second piece of information is that one of the head producers, the head developers for Doom Eternal, Marty Stratton, was recently in an interview where the interviewer's last question was, is Doom Guy going to be in Smash? Or something along those lines. And his answer basically boiled down to, we have asked Nintendo, but they haven't gotten back to us. Now, you say all this, mm-hmm. and, I, and I believe that Sakurai said this because I watched the direct, yes. and I believe that Marty said this. I don't have any reason to, to, to believe you're lying. You can, you can find the interview online. I don't care to. I don't want to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in interviews. I'm waiting until marriage. <laughs> Here's what I think could be happening with this. Is, this is a little bit of clever disinformation, and they know that people are going to go, oh, Doom Guy's not in it. Mm-hmm. And then... Doom Eternal comes out, and then the next direct that they do for this, it'll be also Doom Guys here. And Doom Eternal for Switch. Because right. Doom Eternal for Switch is going to be later than the initial release. Right. So it's, I genuinely think Doom Guy is going to be in it. And now this is what I want us to lead into, is what our predictions for the next six characters are going to be. So people are saying, and I've seen a few lists. Mm-hmm. I don't, okay. I don't care what people are saying. No, I want Justin's list of six. I do, I do agree with with some of the list I've seen, not maybe not Justin. To that's order. great. I <laughs> I want you to stop talking, take a deep breath, and right. then give me your fucking list of six, or I will reach across the that I want, or what's you. realistic. I'll let you find that happy medium. Give okay. me your list of six. I'm going to do just what Justin's fantasy. What does he want? Hmm. I do want Dante. I do want Doom Guy. Kind of beyond that. I'm trying to think of who else would be like a super cool, off the wall, interesting character to put in. It is, it is kind of hard because in my mind, like if we get Dante and Doom Guy, like I've peaked. You know what I mean? Like right. I've peaked. Here's the real um, question: Is do you think that anyone outside of video games is going to be in? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be. Absolutely bad. not. Um, no one outside of video games. So sorry, no Goku, no no Naruto, no no Luffy. It's not happening. Although as much there, as you there want, are, there are Goku video games. <laughs> as much as you want, Smash to become the next Jump Force or the next Jump series of games, it's not happening. We are not getting anime Smash. So sorry, Ken. No, Jotaro either. No, I want Joseph. <laughs> In terms of what I think is realistic, uh, like I said, uh, I do think that Crash has been diminished in my mind although i do think realistically his chances haven't gone down i'd have to look at some of the other lists and whatnot a lot of people are saying master chief although i don't feel that one mainly because of my arguments for doom guy are a id software and nintendo have had good relations in the past and currently do have very good relations and b um if smash is meant to be a representation a crossover of different many types of games and game worlds you, it's kind of hard to not pick the granddaddy of them all in terms of shooter representation. Counterpoint to this. Right. Microsoft also has really good relations with Nintendo right now. They're, they're Banjo doing is of, evidence of that. Banjo, there's the cross-play stuff they've been doing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I actually, if I'm going to start my list of six, Master Chief is number one. I would not be angry if it was Master Chief. I mean, I wouldn't care, but <laughs> I, I think that Master Chief is definitely in the in the mix. It would be weird to me if he wasn't, honestly. And in some ways, regarding regarding uh, 
both Doom Guy and Master Chief. As as much as they would be cool, and I would definitely prefer Doom Guy over, over Master Chief, but I still think Master Chief would be cool. Is that I'm imagining a meeting. Sakurai and the other guys over at Nintendo Japan are sitting discussing the new characters, and they have their PowerPoint up, and pictures of Doom Guy and Master Chief show up on the screen. Sakurai and his and his and his other business dudes are going to look at those two characters and go, "That is so cheeseburger fireworks American that they just wouldn't do it." And in specifically regards to Doom Guy, Doom is just violent. And I know the people said, "Oh, you know, but Joker has a gun in the game." And okay, yes, but well, Bayonetta is also pretty violent. Bayonetta is also pretty okay. But Bayonetta is also very much a silly spectacle-style game, and right. Persona can also be be very stylized in its visuals. Doom is just violent, and <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's one of the reasons I love it. Mm-hmm. And you can't even say like that that ties into the newer games. Doom has always just been violent. Doom has always just been a a fucking bloodbath in terms of in terms of its themes. Even back in the original Doom days, when I would argue it's a bit more cartoony for, like, Doom 1 and Doom 2. Hmm. It's not gonna happen. I, as much as I would love Doom Guy and Smash and to see what they base his stage off of and all the different music, maybe they bring in some Quake music, some new Doom music, some old Doom midis, and what his moveset would be with all the different guns, and, oh, my mind just goes wild with what, with what the crazy stuff they could do with him. I honestly don't think he's realistic. I do think Master Chief has more of a chance. But again, going back to the same point of Cheeseburger Fireworks American, Sakurai and the other businessmen of, at Nintendo are not going to look at Master Chief and take him seriously. They just aren't. Uh, no, I could see it. Genuinely. Speaking of Microsoft relations and other, other developers that Microsoft now owns, Steve from Minecraft. I don't want him. <laughs> in, in, in my eyes, he is on... Okay, let's 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 do the thing here. At the very very bottom, uh, at least in terms of characters that people have been talking about, I absolutely do not want Sora. And right above him is Steve. Is it is it blasphemy for me to say that I would prefer Sora to Steve? <sighs> Sora is a character. Yes, and I agree. I just don't. The thing is with Steve, I I'm struggling. I I guess you could do something with it. Like they did something with Duck Hunt. They did something with, like, they've done more with lesser characters, so I'm we not... We fit trainer. Yeah. Like you just said, duck hunt. Yeah. I'm So I'm not scared that they can't think of shit to do with Steve. Mm-hmm. I'm I sure that... I don't want it. I'm sure that kind of like with Piranha Plant and Duck Hunt, I'm sure that they would love the opportunity to work on a non-traditional character. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about Piranha Plant is that even a lot of people say, like, oh, Piranha Plant's really not that good of a fighter. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is just a plant in a pot... I'm sure that thinking of his moveset and animating him was a blast compared yeah. to just another dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he adds a bit of flair to the game. I remember when Piranha Plant was shown off, that was like a big deal. And there were Piranha Plant memes for a while. You know, Plant Gang was a thing. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, even though he's he's kind of fallen off, even like fallen off in popularity, even when you get online or you play with your friends and somebody picks Piranha Plant, like it's a big deal because he's a plant in a pot. And he's gonna bite you, and it's 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 crazy, and that's kind of the whole Smash aesthetic, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's three. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about I don't know or care enough about Super Mario RPG to say that Gino should have a spot. Enough people want him that I can't rule it out. 
but I'm not going to say that that's what it will be. You know what I can see? Paper mm. Mario. I'm also not saying I want that, that, but I can definitely see it. I can see it more than Gino. Yeah, definitely. Because um, Paper Mario has more than one game. Although it feels, though, recently that Nintendo wants you to forget about the good Paper Mario games, like Thousand right. Year Door no, and Super Paper Mario. But that doesn't Mario. mean they want you to forget about Paper Mario. They just want you to... You no, know. as is with the release of Sticker Star and Color Splash. Right. They just want to water it down. Yeah. Which, hey, their property. They can do what they want with it. That doesn't mean we have to like it, but... I mean, same thing with Pokemon. Uh, the other thing that is inevitable, I don't even... This doesn't even need a spot on the list. It's just going to be there, is a Gen 8 Pokemon. Okay, yes. Who, though? Okay, here's my theory. The Gen 6 rep was the frog. Greninja. Greninja, yes. Um, and that's the water-type starter. Gen 7's rep was Incineroar, which is the fire-type starter. So if this pattern continues, which I have no reason to believe that it won't, it's going to be Gorilla Boom. Or Gorilla Boom. I forget its name, and I have it. Um, <laughs> so it's going, to be, it's going to be a heavy with drums. Mm-hmm. And that'll be interesting. That's what I think it's going to be, though. It's it's going to be... Oh, really? I, I don't find, it's going to be the grass-type starter's last form. Right. Or it'll be Charizard again. <sighs> One or the other. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's just what it's going to fucking be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's... So we have four. We got Dante. Doom Guy. Doom Guy. Master Chief. Master Chief. Gino. No. Paper Mario. Oh, yeah. Paper Mario. Uh, and the Pokemon Rep. Pokemon Rep. I guess Steve also, but like we've we've kind of already decided that Doom Guy isn't going to be it, so it'll be Steve. Ugh. So who's who's the real number six? Ugh. The <laughs> the last character is going to be Sakurai himself. <laughs> it's going to be Reggie Fils, man. He's going to be Sakurai himself. It's just going to be like Quake Three, where you could play as John Carmack if you wanted to. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is getting a sequel exclusive to the Switch. It would be no, weird. No, Silk Song is on Steam. No, it's going to be. It's going to be like a. I think the only console it's getting released on is the Switch. It's not going on the PS4 or Xbox One. I actually, I actually think that's true. I have to yeah. double check that. Yeah, I think it's like a timed release where it's only on Switch and maybe on Steam, and then they might on release. Other stuff. Yeah, so I can definitely see that. Uh, I see the thing with the thing with indie game representation, and people said the same thing about Shantae and Shovel Knight, and I really wanted Shantae in the beginning because I do like the Shantae games. Um, for the plot, obviously. Obviously, is that just indie representation? And I know people have been, and I know people are going to point to Sans as a me costume mm. and uh, Cuphead now as a me costume too. Mm. Is that yes, those games can be represented as. Uh, as me fighter skins and as maybe spirits in the in the spirit mode, mm-hmm. but I honestly don't see a smaller indie game style character being a main fighter. Yeah, but I can. I don't know why, but I can definitely see it. If fucking Rob can be a character, if fucking like here's the thing. So. SNK is not a tiny company, but it's an irrelevant company. No one fucking cares about King of Fighters. Let's be honest. <laughs> the hardcore who, fighting game community does. 99% of people don't know who Terry is. Who own... 99% of people that own Smash probably are like, who the fuck <laughs> Which, is Terry? Yeah, I know. I just, a lot of people a lot of people here in the States were like, 
Who is Joker? But people people who? in Japan didn't know who Terry was. Because, no. again, King of Fighters is irrelevant. People in Japan definitely didn't know who Banjo was. I remember watching the reactions to that, and people were like, who, who is this? Is this this American character? Yeah, that's, who is that's this? definitely a lot more of an American guy. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't think... I don't think that the indie irrelevance will matter. I think that it will be Hollow Knight because of Nintendo's relationship with it. I think mm-hmm. that's what's going to decide a lot of these things. That's what's been deciding a lot of it, honestly. Like, SNK is not mean with Nintendo. Microsoft mm-hmm. is not mean with Nintendo. Atlas is fine with Nintendo. Sony isn't. It, Bethesda is okay with Nintendo. If you open up the floodgates for indie characters as playable fighters, you know people are going to want the fucking duck. You mean goose? Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, no. The goose is no, the goose isn't allowed in the game. <laughs> I will actually not permit that. <sighs> but I fucking goose. I mean, I want them to go full meme and put Waluigi in. But they won't. No, they won't. No. They won't. And it's it's because he's already a trophy fighter. Like that's just that that just makes sense. Now, what would be interesting is that if one of the trophy fighters, like let's say Isaac or Shovel Knight or something, ended up becoming a character and the trailer was them breaking out of the trophy, that would be cool. See but that the- also means that that trophy would kinda sorta have to be removed from the game. Right. Which I don't think they'll do. No. That said, if they did any trophy fighter other than Waluigi, I do think a total breakdown of society would occur immediately. (laughs) I do think that the... I think that every head of state on Earth would immediately be assassinated. (laughs) And Sakurai would be hailed as the new Satan. Um, because Waluigi wasn't put in Smash, yeah. but he could have been. Yeah, like it's it would be it would be that. <laughs> it would be exactly that. No, it would be the fucking fatal frame, the fatal frame chick. She'll be in. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> that but was it, a weird assist trophy when they announced her. I, I mean, which I mean, a lot fatal, of the assist trophies are weird. Fatal frame did get a Wii U release, right? But even like some of the other stuff, like. Um, Rathalos, even though Monster Hunter has no other representation in Smash, mm-hmm. Rathalos is a cool addition. Yeah. I like him. I like him more than fighting the fucking Yellow Devil on the Mega Man stage. Ra- actually, I could see a Monster Hunter character getting in. <sighs> that was actually sort of uh, alongside Dante too. Not as loud, but mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying that it was going to be a mon- the Monster Hunter character. Mm-hmm. Um, not a Mister Hunter. Said, not a lot of people, but. There were, there were a small contingent of people who I mean, were Monster like, Hunter is Capcom's highest-selling game ever. It is. And I've heard Monster Hunter World is is, is solid. Yeah. I don't... it's great. I don't really plan on playing it. It definitely seems like the kind of game where you get a group of uh, a group of people to play through it with yeah. you. Which, it seems like a shoot-the-shit game. Yeah, which I also say Borderlands is better that way, but then again, anything is better with friends, so I don't know if it's the... For for example, in Borderlands, I know it's the friends that make it better, because I've <laughs> sat and played through that game by myself, and I think it is not worth playing by yourself. Um, although Monster Hunter, it maybe is is actually a, a solid base game, and then when you play with friends, it's, it's even better because you can coordinate and stuff. Mm-hmm. More so definitely than in something like Borderlands, because even the small amount of gameplay I have seen of Monster Hunter, like, yeah, this is a game with some shit going on. Right. Here's the thing, dear listener. I know that we're mostly a video games podcast. We've been talking a lot about video games and mouth surgery. 
and whatnot. Oh, but yeah, we talk about video games, and there is a... There's a video game movie coming out very soon <sighs> on a very important day uh, on no. Valentine's Day. Now, we have a friend that we are actually going to have as a guest on, on the next episode. Episode three of the podcast. And this movie... Well, first off, it, which, which should we introduce first? The friend of the movie, which it's is the worse. Sonic movie. The Sonic movie is coming out on Valentine's Day, and we are planning on going to see it and with our friend Dizzy mm-hmm. and trying to record Im- a podcast basically immediately after we see it. Are we? Do we say immediately after? Yes. Okay. Or the same day. Yeah, pretty much this. Yeah, because I'm gonna have to go back and finish up that last class. Yeah. Um, after we see the movie. Yeah. But um. Yeah, we're gonna go watch the Sonic movie with uh, with a friend, and he will he will be on the next podcast with the both of us, and it will mainly be talking about our S- thoughts on the Sonic movie. Sonic the Horchhag. I I have avoided all almost all trailers and any possible news I regarding the Sonic movie because <laughs> I I want to go in raw. I don't say that about a lot of things, even even for stuff like I'm super excited about Doom Eternal, and even then I'm I'm constantly looking up like. Oh, is there is there another new video? People talking about it, giving their thoughts on it. I want to go into Sonic twenty twenty. I want to go into that raw. Okay, but here's the real question: Is what do you think is going to happen in the movie? What are our predictions for Sonic the Hedgehog? It is either going to be so bad it's funny, or it's going to be a standard, generic sort of fish out of water style action ish movie. Because I did see in some of the been in the one trailer, I just it's weird because there are some parts of it that look generic, but the movie is also oddly whimsical in some ways and liberal with the idea of what Sonic is and what he does. Like they have, he throws the ring out that teleports him to different places around the world from that initial trailer. I have seen the redesign. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I'm not completely blind to to what they've done with it. I have seen the original and the redesign of Sonic. Which is better? Huh? Which is better? I think the movie would be infinitely more entertaining if they kept the old design. The nightmare Sonic. It would have been a riot. <laughs> um, but in terms of them actually trying to market this thing, I do think the redesign was a good move. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of animators and modelers who had long nights that aren't happy about it well the the studio that remade the new sonic is shut down now <sighs> which is really shitty yeah honestly the last thing you worked on was redesigning was the redesign sonic. of sonic and the movie's not even out yet and then they already lost their fucking jobs it's awful but here's the here's the silver lining to this is that here's what i think the movie's going to be like okay Like you said, there are two options. I think the two options are very different, though. I think it's going to be either a horrifyingly failed attempt at a standard movie that's just going to be terrible and hilarious. Mm -hmm. Or it is going to be torture. And this torture is it's going to be a failed comedy. Oh, oh my God, you're right. Because that's the thing is a, a bad movie. Oh, no. If it's trying to be serious, is hilarious. But if a movie is trying to be funny and it's just not, then... Oh, no. Yeah, constant nightmare. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Hell is real. Oh, no. So this is, this is my theory, is that 
It's going to be bad. Like there's there's no universe where the new Sonic movie is great. No, there it, isn't. It's it's gonna be awful. I think that either way it would be infinitely better with the old design, because the old design is just fucking nightmarish. <laughs> I think the original designer of Sonic, the original the guy that made the original games, said uh, that he wants a re-release of the movie at some point with Nightmare with Sonic. Nightmare Sonic in yeah. it. I also know that one of the people they brought in for the redesign for the Sonic that is going to be in the movie, one of the people they brought in for that redesign uh, worked on Sonic Mania. Oh, that's good. He, he was he was one of the head guys that worked on Sonic Mania. Yeah. The Sonic movie is going to be bad. There's, again, there's no universe where it's good. But the universe that I hope we live in is that they don't try making it funny intentionally. And all of the promotional material I've seen of it does make it look absolutely atrocious. Like, the the interviews with Jim Carrey are amazing. Where Jim, like, someone asks him, like, so you're, you're playing Dr. Robotnik, and his goal is to capture Sonic. And without missing a beat, Jim Carrey says, Dr. Robotnik. Sonic is Sonic is the innocence that Dr. Robotnik lacks, and he wants to recapture that, but he can't have it. He He, he is knows. talking he's talking about he, this movie like literally no one knows. else is talking you, about it. You cannot you cannot be a well, he's not he's not like a stand-up comedian, but you cannot be primarily a more comical actor or just a comical person in general and not have a fucking riot. With right, this. no yeah. self-awareness about what's happening. He he knows what he's in for. Yeah. Like, he is very aware of what is going on. And everything I've seen of Jim Carrey Robotnik seems great. Like, that that generally looks like what you should be excited for if you see this movie. I'm excited for that. Which is... <sighs> yeah, not something I ever thought I'd say. I... I'm excited for Jim Carrey Robotnik. Now here's a here's a question I want to ask you since you're the longer time Sonic fan. Right. It, well, you're the Sonic fan between the two of us. Yeah, I have a very dark past regarding Sonic. But yeah. That'll be uh, talk for another. Senor time. Sammy. Anyway, the the question I have for you is: Do you think that they will invoke the name of Eggman? He he calls him Eggman. Does he? Yeah, and one of the they released uh they released a quick little trailer that was only like twenty seconds long or something like it was a teaser. And Sonic calls him Eggman in that. Well, then that cat's out of the bag already. That is like one of the two trailers I've seen. Which is weird because Jim Carrey does not look like an egg. Like the reason that Eggman as a name exists was because he looked like an egg. Yeah, he he was round. He wasn't just round. He was like ovular. He he, (laughs) He was like an egg. Yeah. So. Indeed. Um, But no. (laughs) Jim, Jim Carrey is not that. No. Jim Carrey does seem incredibly excited about this movie, and he said that he would be happy to do a sequel. He but knows! The movie hasn't even been released yet, and he, people are asking about sequels. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He saw the script. He saw what they were doing with it. He was there for the original Nightmare Sonic before release, and he knew. He knew, and he wanted this. See, there was, I mean, there was that... And he's going to have a blast. So there was that conspiracy theory that people were having. That, that the original Sonic design was a ploy, like a marketing ploy. Uh, there's Now there's no fucking way that's the truth because, again, a stud- an entire studio closed down in order to in order facilitate to Sonic, right? yeah, a redesign. So, yeah, no, that hasn't happened. But what I do think is a real thing is that this movie, I don't know, 
it's sanctioned by Sega. It's definitely, it has to be, considering mm-hmm. the budget. Who's making it? Is it, who, what company is making it? It's Paramount. It's Paramount? Yeah. Yeah, because the, okay, now I'm remembering the, the splash the screen the for, yeah. yeah, it's Paramount. Yeah. So, I, I think there's, it's going to be an incredibly high budget, terrible movie. And that, that's the worst kind of bad movie. Bad movies are better when it's all incredibly incompetent. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit like that is awesome. Or Birdemic or whatever. Like, this isn't going to be that. No. This is going to be Venom. I haven't seen Venom. Good, don't. The, the worst thing this movie can be is boring. Right. So I hope it's not that. It doesn't seem boring. It's go- it seems like it's going to be charmingly bad. Right. Which will be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Jim Carrey. I'm excited it, for Chili Dogs. It, I'm hoping it'll be better than the Star Wars Holiday Special. Nothing can be better than the Star Wars Holiday Special. 